Well, as we have been foreshadowing all week, really, the Bank of England did lift rates whilst the ECB remains more cautious, but there's a bit more to it than that. The Bank of England almost raised rates by half a percent to send a bit of a shock to the market, which in a strange way probably means it's more about signalling an intent rather than carrying through with quite so many rises this year. And the ECB, well, maybe they are starting to show that a rise will happen sooner, and we've seen a sharp reaction to that on the bond markets overnight. Meanwhile, non-farm payrolls tonight. It's Friday, the 4th of February, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar has fallen further, another 0.6% off the DXY, wiping off all the strength we saw in the second half of January. Why? Well, a 1.1% gain in the euro. That'll do it. Also, a 0.1% gain in the pound. The Aussie pretty much following the US dollar, just dipping a little bit below it. And uh, look at all the bond reaction to the ECB. 10-year bonds up 10 basis points, up 12 in France, up 21 in Italy, 15 in Spain, but big moves everywhere. And 11 basis points up for 10-year gilts in the UK. Meanwhile, US Treasuries up five basis points to 1.82%. A very bad day for stocks, though. A 3.2% fall in the Nasdaq. 2% down for the S&P 500. 1.2% down for the Dow. The same in Europe. The Eurostoxx 50 almost 2% down. The DAX and Caron both down more than 1.5%. And the FTSE 100 losing 0.7%. Whilst oil is up. 1.6% for Brent, 2% for WTI, both over $90 now. So a lot of action. Uh, And here's NAB's Gavin Friend in London. We should start with the Bank of England, Gavin. Uh, And a surprise there, not that they raised rates by 25 basis points, but by the fact that four out of nine on the committee actually wanted to raise it by half a percent. Mm, Yeah, good morning, Phil. That's right. I mean, the market's going into this. We're probably looking for something like an 8-1 outturn with uh, Dove uh, Tenreiro perhaps opting not to raise rates. And as you say, in the end, that got completely turned around for looking for, in the the minority still, but looking for a hike of 50 basis points. It's it's worth pointing out why were they looking for uh, 50 basis points? It's because they've been looking at the latest Bank of England agents report, which takes findings from around the country, finding that lots of companies are planning to raise their costs and their wages and things. And they want you to get ahead of that. They don't want to to see that kind of dynamic get embedded in inflation expectations. So rather than seeing, as markets have done, calls for 50 basis points as a signal that this means they're going to need to be going more aggressive further down the track, it was actually a quick, sharp shock of 50 basis points and then see what happens. Um, And I would point to uh, that one of the things that's getting overlooked in this report is something we forewarned in our preview, which is the um, Bank of England inflation forecast now based on the market curve. So, you know, pricing in five hikes this year sees inflation peaking at seven and a quarter percent. Um, and then coming down to below target at 1.8.9%, so below 2% as early as Q2 uh, 2024. Now, you might say that's quite a long way out, but it's within their sort of 2 to 3% forecast horizon. And the point for the Bank of England is they don't want to see inflation below 2%. So that's telling you that the market curve is too steep, is too rich. Um, if, if, they didn't, if they didn't hike at all, 
and we kept rates at 0.5%, inflation wouldn't get below 2% throughout the horizon. Not quite, anyway. So it's somewhere in between. But does, but, and we've but suggest- does the approach work, though? Does this ideal, hey, look, we're going to signal that if you don't behave uh, and uh, keep your, uh, your wages restrained, your wage growth restrained, uh, we're going to put up interest rates even more? Does that work now? Because the reason why, obviously, companies are putting, interest rate, uh, putting their wages up is because they because everyone's feeling the squeeze. They've got uh, you know increased taxes. They've got the a freeze on the tax threshold. Then we've got uh, higher energy prices. We heard today that the low end cap on energy prices is going up fifty four percent in April. Uh, you know, uh, people are obviously going to want to have a lot more money because the cost of living is going up. So, well, and that's up to employers about whether they you know choose to you know rise to those requests. And the bank is 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 trying to send a firm signal that. Um, that's not what they want to see. You point out there is a lot of headwinds coming at the UK economy. But, you know the, the tax rises that are now well, uh, you know, well publicised, hitting in April. Um, mortgage costs for some will go up after today, and then we have um, a fifty-four percent increase announced uh, Thursday in um, energy prices for most consumers. I mean, that's going to take most consumers' energy bills to about two thousand pounds. And the government has responded today with some. Um, sort of one-off payments to try and ease the pain of that. So the Bank of England is certainly aware of all this coming down the track. And that's why when you read through, and you listen to Governor Andrew Bailey, very, very considered, you know, he's talking about a step-by-step approach. Let's act, let's try and head this off, and then let's sit back and see what the reaction to that is. So that's why we think that the bank won't be going again next month, which is what markets do think, that they'll wait and see how this pans out. And we're looking for 0.75 on rates, maybe 1% uh, by the end of this year. Markets are now pricing in 1.5%. Andrew Bailey um, summed up his his, his um, press briefing today to say that um, I think um, it's most likely that we have not come to the end i.e. of this rate hike cycle, but please don't get carried away by what that message implies because mm. there are downside risks to this forecast that would end up with less action being taken than yeah. some might think. And they would be quite happy with that. I mean, if they send out the message and they actually end up doing less than people are expecting, uh, then hopefully that's doing the job. I mean, their big fear, obviously, is they don't want to see a 1970s-style wage spiral, and uh, that's obviously got them a little bit freaked. Very different story with the ECB, though, isn't it? The word is gradual, even with the highest inflation on record uh, it, they're not stopping QE it's uh, tapering throughout this year before they even start on interest rates but you know that's the story but then maybe Christine Lagarde was a bit more hawkish in the press conference she said the door was open to rate hikes uh, whatever happened look at the reaction bond yields up got a lot right across Europe this morning well certainly I mean this is playing into a market as you know in the US the UK Europe, and, and all across the developed world where markets are ratcheting up the pace of you know rate hikes throughout this year and next and so markets were just you know looking for signs that the ecb having pushed back and said no 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 all the way through this that that accommodative policy is still required in the statement today that line was dropped about policy accommodation still being required that was the first signal and then ever since from that throughout the press conference christine lagarde found herself fighting a rearguard action markets you know saw the door was ajar and pushed straight through it that's why you've had a 1% rise on the euro today. It's why you've seen uh, the biggest moves in rate in rate markets. We've seen, what, uh, 14 basis, 15 basis points up on two-year yields in Germany, 10 up in uh, the 10-year, 
Um, uh, yeah, big moves on the euro and markets bringing forward now. They were already there for hikes towards the end of the year. Now the first hikes being priced 10 basis points only, but in the middle of the year um, and looking for signals at the March meeting that the QE will end. Um, you know, the risks are that gets pushed back a little bit, but it's now a live issue and um not to end in march though but to, see, <clears throat> but to give an indication of when in march or you're saying no they might well for some people it could stop outright but more likely that they'll signal in march that it'll end perhaps in june um and that's why after the press conference you see other ecb officials coming out and speaking to you know the wires and the journalists bloomberg and the such like with sources stories suggesting that um the ecb is prepared for a potential march policy recalibration uh, sensible not to exclude a 2022 rate hike so you know in the same kind of line as philip lowe from the rba yes inflation is higher than we thought we don't want to get pulled into rate hikes too early the market is fiercely pushing against that and that's why you're seeing these really big moves in markets yeah. today all right oil up as well a lot today prices up because inventories are low uh so you know uh, the, the big fear isn't it the, the gas crisis that we've been seeing in europe could that translate to a, a broader energy crisis and that could add to inflation uh the, the sort of inflation that's probably not going to get fixed by lifting interest rates so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out into in the midst of all of this also in the uk a lot of politicking going on today. Always a good sport to watch UK politics. Um, you know, if you don't want to watch the Winter Olympics, just watch what's going on in uh, in the UK. Uh, we've got more MPs filing letters for a change of prime minister. And then the Northern Ireland First Minister, Paul Given, has resigned because of his party's opposition to the, the you know, the Northern Ireland Protocol. Again, just another demonstration of how unresolvable the whole Irish border question it, is, isn't it? And uh, Yeah, it, it, it is. Lots of politicking going on ahead of the Northern Ireland Assembly election in May and of course the um, negotiations coming to a head between the UK Foreign Secretary Liz Truss and her opposite number uh, in the EU on that whole trade border issue so it's a really moving piece at the moment um, and very difficult to know which way it's going to land yeah. um, in the short yeah, term along with uh, Boris Johnson's partying how's that going to turn out for him as well Look, the RBA statement on monetary policy is out this morning so we'll see all their forecasts maybe it'll contain a bit of language which shows where they are on that uh, continuum between no rate hikes at all or Philip Lowe's admission that it was plausible, which is what he gave in the press conference. Yeah, so we'll get inflation forecasts, we'll get unemployment forecasts, employment uh, forecasts on economic growth. I mean, we know where inflation is going to be, uh, moving up to three and a quarter percent near term, 2.75 by the end of 2023. So well within that two to three percent band, unemployment 4.2 percent currently, uh, likely to be below 4% later this year and in three and three quarters by the end of uh, 2023. One interesting thing really is is they've downgraded their growth forecasts for this year and next <clears throat> by a percentage point for this year to four and a half and by half a percentage point next year to 2%. Have they done this because of, you know, sort of lower population um, growth, border policy changes, assumptions or productivity. So we'll be looking for some, you know, some mood music really on that. Um, should be an interesting, um, you know, interesting uh, 
uh, note. And uh, non-farm payrolls tonight in the United States. Obviously, the the, the number to hang out for, uh, given uh, you know, it will help determine just how hard the, the Fed does go. We had positive job news uh, overnight, uh, just for a week, of course. But the initial jobless claims for the last week of January, two hundred thirty-eight thousand down from two hundred sixty-one thousand the week before, uh, and we've got a fall in continuing jobless claims too. So that sort of bodes well for for the figures tonight. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, in, in job creation, uh, probably not. Um, the market is looking for the consensus is 150,000. Remember last time um, it grew by 199,000. The um, the whisper number is lower. It's about 50,000. And that's because you've got a wide range of forecasts. The um, uh, home base survey suggests possibly a negative print. And that's why economists going into this have got a range of up 250 jobs created to down 400. Um, I don't think in the current context, the backdrop of markets at the moment, they will take too much notice of that. They're more likely to be peaked by anything that smells hawkish. So if the unemployment rate drops again from 3.9, it's those kinds of things that are going to trigger markets are just not given the clamor for ever higher rate rate hikes they're just not going to take much notice of anything that's um on the soft side right yeah. now and yeah and on the soft side just say that word omicron because it's all over the place at the moment isn't it and you could certainly say you know the ism non-manufacturing yep. numbers they were weaker for january why omicron <laughs> almost certainly uh so we'll leave it there for now uh, I, I guess the other story in the background which isn't going away is the ukraine tensions we got joe biden sending three thousand more troops to eastern europe today so that that story is bubbling along as well never a quiet moment is that that's good that's a, that's a story we're going to have to continue to watch well past the winter olympics i suspect maybe we just give Vladimir Putin a gold medal he'll go away anyway catch you soon Gavin thanks Phil it's been quite a week hasn't it that's it though I'm Phil Dobby for NAB back again on Monday morning have a terrific weekend see you then